0: Those people on payment plans creates that recurring revenue that I can count on, that I can relax into, like you were saying, like the basic money just to keep my life stable so that I never have to drop into that level of like anxiety around money. Welcome to the 7 Figure Freedom podcast,
1: where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I'm Madeline White Silva. I'll share my real-life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day-to-day without me, so that now I run my seven-figure business on three-day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. So I'm so excited. I'm sitting here with Melissa Seaman. She's amazing. She's a Stanford graduate attorney turned intuitive business coach for really highly gifted, highly intuitive people. And she's been a client of mine for a couple of years. And her transformation has been amazing. So we got to breathe into the inside and really walk you through what happened for her and and also, I want to just introduce you to Melissa because she is amazing and you need to know about her. And I send lots of people to her that are not quite ready for the scaling that we do on our end. I usually send them over to her academy because it's the perfect fit for my people. And then when you're ready to come over here, when you hit that 250K mark, then come over here and we'll, we'll scale it all up for you. So welcome so much, Melissa.
0: It's so great to sit down with you. It's always so fun to talk to you, Madeline. And you're just someone that I respect and um, appreciate so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Yeah.
1: So let's just start, like, what was life before we started working together? Before, I mean, it's been a little while, but like if you go back there, what was your business like? What was your life
0: like? Just bring us, bring us Um, in. My business, you know, I'd gotten to the place where like you say, I'd had a couple hundred grand a year in revenue, and I'd I'd hit that stride, that first stride of like, oh, okay, I can I can receive large clients, private clients. I can work one on one with people. Um, I can package sessions for people, and you know, I was doing a similar focus to what I do now, working with intuitive people who wanted to create a business from their more intuitive gifts and to make sense of it enough that they can make money with it. So helping them nail a an niche and create a structure and all that stuff. Um, but I was doing it more in session packages and um, defined programs that had a start and an end. And I was creating lots of programs. I remember that was one thing you and I often talked about. Even before we started working together, we were friends. we talk about like, you know, uh-oh, here comes Melissa, like the super content creator. And now I see that with my clients a lot, that those of us that are creative will just like create content like crazy. Oh, I just, I wrote another class. You know, I wrote 17 more blogs. I created more videos. I just, I'm just pumping content out, but without really a structure, a strategy, um, an overlying structure, strategy. And um, gosh, that can be fun. And it definitely got me to a certain point in my business that I'd that I'd wanted to get to, which is great. Um, but when I came to you, it was because just from meeting you personally, I could tell, like, oh, holy moly. Like, this chica knows how to create structures that last and that make sense and that will be more efficient. Um, she's gonna help me focus and simplify and be ready to go bigger. And that's exactly what happened, you know, is you helped me structure and focus my efforts where they, where I could do the most good for people and where I could do the most good for people without working so hard and getting scattered in all directions, building content for things that would maybe never even reach an audience.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I, I love these. I mean, I, Love working with gifted people like you. I mean, obviously I love working with you, but especially like you are my dream client because so many people and gifted people are lost out there because the creativity takes over and the visioning takes over, but you guys got the goods. You got the goods that actually people really need. So my mission has been, Mm. how can I create a platform, a business platform that can just, Amplify that and streamline the process yeah. so that you really get to be you. Right. And I remember when we well, first started working, I, you know, what I remember being a really pain point was that, you know, we all need a certain amount of money just to pay the bills and like feel good and take some of the stress and anxiety away from us. But every month it felt like you were starting from zero and then you were building up to that kind of resourceful place. And every now and again, you had some regular recurring income from some of your top-end clients, but it wasn't that consistency where you could go, I got this covered.
0: You know, good good like that. There was also the looming date. Yes. (laughs) There was always like the looming date, like, oh, this person's on a six-month, you know, program, and then, but shoot, that money's going away at six months. And then, and also I have always had some clients who, You know, some clients have paid me $100,000 a year, not back then, but recently. And even back then, I had clients that were paying me, gosh, at that point, I had somebody paying me like $60,000 for a year. So that would come in, but then it would, it would, you know, blast a big infusion into my business. But then, you know, it's like, where did that money go? I'd put it back into the business. I'd, you know, put it into my house, whatever. So yeah, you're right. It was, it was more of that money stress which as a channel, you know, as someone who's an open kind of channely sort of person like me, who really goes with the flow, and I'm super creative when I'm relaxed and open, but if I'm terrified about money or stressed, like, oh, pressured to go out and sell, my gift gets pinched, you know? It's like there's less energy there for me to really bring the powerful pairing of deep intuitive seeing and business strategy stuff that I do it's like there's not enough room in me if there's a bunch of stress and freak out or time pressure so that's the you know like you said the pain point at that time was like well I'm doing great yeah overall but I still have times where I'm like crap you know there's not enough <laughs> there's there's this cash flow issue and um And more than that, I think, I'm just going underneath that to realize that as a creative type person, um, I felt like I was on a bit of a runaway train, like, okay, I just keep creating stuff, but I'm never quite sure which things are going to find a place, which things are going to stick, which spaghetti is going to stick to the wall, like, <laughs> Who's gonna buy that stuck-to-the-wall spaghetti? Like who how do I package that stuck-to- the-wall spaghetti? It's already all gooey. Um And that was also just a, an underlying feeling of wait, what what? you know, fogginess, a little bit of fogginess comes in because I feel scattered, just remembering that time. um. Yeah, And at the same time, I can be clear for my clients, but for myself, I felt like, you know, at some level, Madeline, I know I'm not the only one who thinks like, oh, maybe I should hire somebody like Madeline to help me do the big thinking and the big strategizing and to create um, systems. But I was partly, I was like, I shouldn't have to do that. I'm a Stanford educated lawyer. I'm a systems thinker myself. I'm a big thinker for all my clients. Like the stuff that I'm asking her to do for me is so much like the stuff I do for my clients. Why should I have to hire somebody else to help me with that? Why can't I just treat myself like a client? And you were one of the main people who really got it through my sick head that that doesn't work, that we even those of us that are strategists and strategic thinkers and big visionaries, that we can't do it for ourselves like we can do it for our clients. And you were also the one who finally got it through my thick head that I needed to hire someone to do that organizational work and you know, to get a, a truly gifted business manager to hand off the administration and the tracking and the things that, yeah, can I do them? Yeah, smart chick, took calculus, but should I be doing them? No, I should not. That is not the best use of me. So thank you for making those things clear. Yeah, you're definitely not alone. I think
1: that I always say, you know, as visionaries, we are not supposed to be doers. And as a matter of fact, if we don't have enough spaciousness, our vision, I said it scribbles away in the corner somewhere and we don't even, and and we just kind of forget about it. We also lose sight. But what excited us about our business in the first place? And that yeah. the bigger vision of why we're here, the impact we want to make. Yeah. Well, we just get stuck in that doing. And I think that is so common. I hear that all the time. And you're also not alone about being like super smart because. Right. We recently did a little survey and we found out that all of my clients at this level happens to have a master's degree or higher education, like PhDs or doctorates or, you know, right. <laughs> everybody. And. And I think, you know, I, I, I laugh about that because I, I do think that I'm super smart, but I too, I do this for people all day long. I've been doing this for 30 years. I still go out and get support from somebody else's perspective because we need that perspective. We do. Uh, and somebody else will look it in at what we are up to. And, and, uh, and I think to us visionaries, we need somebody to talk the problems out with. So Totally. That we don't, you know, otherwise, I, f- I find that we kind of collapse onto ourselves and nothing much comes out of it. So I love that you speak into all those points. I think those are, that's really powerful. I just want to kind of frame it a little bit for people so that these are the things that I see all the time. And so we started working together. We started to look at the different places. What is the one thing that you think made the
0: biggest impact
1: on your business?
0: I'm already going forward in time and thinking well no matter what I pick there's going to be more things but but the thing that pops to mind is just the focus like for us focusing on the academy and creating an online academy that's also a high end like the people get high end support but with enough structures that I don't have to work so hard and The creating the Channel Your Genius Academy, which is kind of my business school for intuitive people, you know, that, that also like clears the blocks and does the, the mindset work while building your business up to, especially the first six figures in the academy. Um, it made enough space for me to bring all that content that I'm passionate about. So like, yeah, here's how to choose a niche from a more intuitive, creative perspective, also, here's how to create a quiz funnel. You know, here's how to create a signature talk from a more channeling aspect. And so it it gave me space to, to put all of these different lines of content that support my chosen client for the Academy in one place. Um, so I felt like it was a really great creation that allows me to provide the whole span of wonderful content that I wanted to, but within a container that was really clear, that is really clear. And I'm serving a hundred people at a time in there at any, at any point in time. And people, it, it provided like all the benefits of a membership. Cause I have people who've been in there for three years and just keep adding the next level of their business. They're speaking their quiz funnel, all the things um and i have other people who just come and go for a year and like build the foundations of their starter business and there's room for everybody and I, that's like so brilliant to have something that allows me to focus and but and to deeply serve my people like to really spoil the heck out of them without dissipating my energy without spending a ton of one-on-one time um it's kind of like the best of both worlds and then You know, the payment plan, the way it's set up and or you you can have one pay or payment plan. But having that payment, those people on payment plans creates that recurring revenue that I can count on, that I can relax into, like you were saying, like the basic money just to keep my life stable so that I never have to drop into that level of like anxiety around money. And that just allows me to be more efficient and more happy, you know, more relaxed and happy and pleasant to be around. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I also think, you know, one of the things that we did with your academy is that you had created all these different content, but it was just like loose pieces around them. Right. Like we launched them here and launched them there. To right. To get to that next, you know, for the, to get the nugget to take care of yourself and your family and, and stuff. Right. And then we took, those pieces of content and built them into the academy. I mean, we leveraged right. the pieces that you had. It wasn't like you were, we, we didn't scrap everything you've ever done before. We no, took the business that you already built, and then figure out how do we redesign it so that we can create sustainable, recurring monthly income that comes every single month that can, takes care. Of both what I called your basic needs, which is just paying the bills, the basic, basic, and also your luxury needs where you get to the point where you just, you're comfortable, you're well taken care of. And then we build from there into the luxury. Yeah. So I, you know, I think that, that is the piece that also really, I see really serve people because you're not starting over from scratch every time. Right. Which I just see with visionaries getting really burned out. Yeah. We'll see of recreating the yes. program would offer yeah. every
0: couple of months to keep the interest going. Or just building a whole body of work, but it was never quite what they were supposed to do. And so they just trash it all <laughs> and go super woo. I have a lot of those clients too, like so woo that it's not going to make sense. And so what I appreciate about your approach what I acknowledge and like, I feel aligned with you is that, no, you gotta have the balls, you know, the really like meaningful, passionate, um, spiritual or bigger than life kind of meaning stuff. And like something that really solves problems for people. And, and that's, um, that's, I felt like what we did a lot in that first round working with you is, and there were things that got left on the cutting room floor there were some projects that I was like, oh, but this is fun, and you're like, yeah, but is this part of what you're really here to do? And I was like, not really, you know. And so a lot of it's the, you know, you do have to carve away some things if you're a super creator and you've been just creating stuff in all directions. Like you're not supposed to, like I, that's what I learned is just because you created it doesn't mean you're supposed to pour yourself into it and get a bunch of clients with it. And it might have just been. Almost like an art piece, or it might have been something that developed my understanding of something else. And so that focus, yeah, with the academy. And, you know, ironically, um, I remember when I started really focusing on creating and holding the academy with you, our question in the back of our minds was always, okay, Melissa, but you're also working with these Silicon Valley CEO types and, you know, these big money kind of clients. Um, Are you sure you don't want to just do that? Like you could just focus there. And something inside of me was like, no, I think I need to do this academy because this is where like, it's my karmic duty for one thing. And it's where my heart is for another thing. And what I noticed is having a really structured offering like that, and that gave me that baseline of abundance and calm is what allowed me to, to then go talk to my potential big money clients and not feel scared about whether they'd say yes or no and not need to take all of them just for the money but to really be discerning and balanced in in speaking with them and and oh okay a 100,000 dollar client great that's nice like but it's not going to save my life it's not you know it took the pressure off then for me to do um More of that high-end work. And when people would check me out, as they often do, of course, they're going to be working intensively with someone like that through like these shamanic initiations and stuff that I do with the leaders. um, They need to check me out and know that I'm real. When they check me out, they find the academy. They find this like really structured, foundational, real world business that says, oh, okay. So she can't be completely bonkers you know, she's teaching business. She can't be a complete loony bird. She's also solving real problems for real people. And so that's, um, even for those of us who are doing like very high end deep spiritual work, it's still like that level of grounded foundational certainty is so important. So right
1: now, you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in, and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company, and really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value-adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free. And you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. That's mm. beautifully said. I think that's so true. It really freed you up. So let's talk a little bit about your team. Yeah. Because, you know, so you had, you had some team members when we first started working together. But can we just talk about like, what did your team look like before?
0: So before I had a couple of, of people working with me that I loved. I loved them. I do love them. Um, and I had them doing all the things. Things that they were good at, things that they were bad at things that they had no idea how to do them. But I I still paid them to do all the things. And it was um, that it was chaotic. It was sometimes just really fun because we were all doing stuff that we didn't know how to do. And there's some kind of like college club excitement about that. But it was kind of a shit show. The same time I might use a technical term because uh, it was just like, you know, we were doing our best to do all kinds of things that, that really shouldn't have been our jobs. And so <laughs> um, I'd, I'd hired, like right before I hired you too, I, I had hired a business manager. Again, I'd hired someone based on the fact that she seemed to get me, you know, she seemed to really get me. And then when she started, it became clear that she couldn't, she's so much like me that she was chaos in the same place as I was chaos. And it cost me a lot of money, you know, and she kept, well, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to turn it around. And month after month, I'm paying her and it's getting worse and not better. And when you showed up, you were like, okay, that's enough of that. Like, and I had already let her go. I'm like, that that was, that was a mess. And then I was gun shy, like, oh crap. You know, am I even going to try this again? And you're like, how about this time you actually hire a manager to be your manager? I'm like, huh? And you had the tools to really tease that apart and say, this is what I mean by manager. This is what I mean. Let's talk about the skills they actually need. And we hired someone who continues to be like my right-hand woman and running the team, um, hiring and firing for me because I learned that I'm crap. You know? <laughs> you know, it's just not my skill. I see people's souls. I see what they're here to do in the world but I don't see if they're good with Entreport. Like I don't see that immediately. So (laughs) now I have a manager who does, who asks the right questions because that's her specialty. And um, she holds the structures, the timelines, the deadlines, the launches, and um, she lays out tasks for me to do in our task manager and I do the tasks and the whole business works. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And I
1: remember, so I got this right. I think you went gallivanting, around the
0: sacred sites of Egypt when I was actually recruiting your manager yes, for you. I probably was. I do tend to gallivant. <laughs> and I probably was gallivanting around the temples in Egypt. Yeah. You took a month And off? soon after I was in Paris. Was? And then, yeah, I that's true. I was tooting around. And you're like, I think we found someone. And I'm like... Cool.
1: Yeah. And you came back and I think I had interviewed like 14 people and really better them. And then we had about three people within interview yep. together. And yep. then we found the perfect person for you. It was just a yeah. good match. And she's still there yep. running the show Wonderful. for you. And he gave you that buffer. And the biggest thing I say all the time is that visionaries are not managers. So, right, the biggest thing that was going on before you had a real operations manager stepping in and helping you out was that you somehow were pinholed into becoming the, the operations manager. Like you were right. trying to do all the things. Right. But, and your team was relying on you to kind of tell them what to do and delegate and so yes. that they kept things moving. And if you weren't there telling them what to do, then all the plates fell. Right. Right. And so I think that this is a role, and I just want to spill it out a little bit, because I think a lot of those of you who are listening, when you're listening into this, is that you might recognize yourself, because this is something I see all the time, is that when you first start hiring, you hire helpers to come in and do certain random things for you. And you think that it's going to free you up, but instead, it just transitions you into becoming the manager and operations for your business. And let's be honest, we visionaries. We, you know, we're not necessarily into that, and so it it actually creates a different level of contortion for you to fit into that role. And then the helpers are usually not capable to really self-manage; they need the support of somebody else who's driving the projects and driving the task and driving the vision to making sure that everybody's staying on track. So that's what an operations manager really steps in and do. And I always said, you know, you have to hire from the top down, not down up, right? This is what really the magic is because now she can hire for you. She can bring people in. She has the systems in place. She brings them in and and builds it up. And the other thing that she really did for you, right, was we really then started building out the operational systems, your communication system, your project management systems, Right. Because just like you need a team around you to really grow the vision, it needs the systems around them to have, to really create the kind of impact that they want to make. Right. Yes. So that's that is saying that I feel like your operations manager has really been able to step in and create for you. hmm. Big time. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like not having systems before
0: and and how that impacted your business? Well, you know, having systems set up and, and and standard operating procedures allowed us to weather a couple of storms. Like we, uh, my, my beautiful business manager, Nicole, hired some people to fill various roles. Um, and then one, her mom died and she had to move back east suddenly. And she, we could replace her in her role because we had... The standard operating procedures so whereas before that would have been a big tumultuous like breakdown in the business like oh that person's not here like we can't we can't do the things and this was just like oh okay we gotta hustle and just replace that role and then she had them up and rolling within a week you know and so that's one thing that i noticed is it, it's the business is not um it's not it's more resilient you know, which in these crazy times is really important, you know, people going through lots of changes and moves and all kinds of stuff. And so having those systems be the resiliency and the the ongoing safety is like, huh, woof, you know? Um, yeah. And similarly, I can hand off things to not just one person, but more than one person. So everybody, there's a little bit of, of, um, what do you call that? Like repeatedness? You've got people, I I know there's a name for that, where you've got different people who can do the same job because it's structured and it's known quantity. Um, and that includes me. I'm, I remember one of the first things you told me is everyone's replaceable. And I was like, well, certainly I'm not. And then you're like, well, we should make you replaceable, you know, as as much as possible. And now I get it. You know, I have Um, a program manager who's stepping in and leading class for me today. Um, She's, you know, for the hundred people in the Academy and um, she's coaching people in some ways better than I ever could because she has a different perspective and um, she's able to guide my clients through the implementation pieces. That's Alina Anderson. And um, it's like, she does stuff better than I do stuff. And that, Is all from having systems and a structured team that um, is chosen and empowered to do what they particularly do. So it's just like such a peace and freedom for me to have the systems, the, the task managers and the automated structures and all that stuff, but also just the human resources that are now structured and intentional so that we can serve people with a lot less effort. So awesome.
1: I just, yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, the exciting part is is knowing, you know, like when you buy a franchise, I don't think people often think about this, especially not us as visionaries, right? But when you buy a franchise, the one thing you buy are the SOPs. It's the standard operational procedures. That is the true asset of your business. Without having that, you actually do not have a business. I know that sounds crazy because... When everything is said and done, if there's not people there who knows how to do the things and drive the business and the deliverables, um, the business can't survive. And that's what the systems and the SOPs really do for you is actually, it's like the found, it's not even the foundation, it's like the studs of your house. Yeah. Like what's in every wall, you know, it's all the things that actually hold it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's beautiful. So, Share with us a little bit. Where are you now? Like, what is the cool things that are happening in your business and your life, and what does it look like?
0: Yeah, I mean, what's cool now is because the academy is so systemized, and we're able to serve these people um, and help them build their businesses. And there's just more structure there now. So even the curriculum is is so step by step. You know that my intuitive softy pants clients can totally follow it, and and. Get traction which is just thrills me and it's happening without me babysitting every step or you know I have my few times a week where I go in and I coach my people on the forum it's private and then I I teach a couple times a month live to them and those are things that I really love and then I now because I'm not like having to chase or struggle or, um, juggle my business. Now I've opened up and I'm finally like writing the book that I've been looking to write, you know, for six years. But now it's like, ah, I so have the space to write the book, which is like a trail guide for professionals who are waking up intuitively and with the landmarks and the pitfalls and all the fun stories that can happen as that's happening. Um, And my greater vision of this, of really raising leaders to be what I would call channels of genius, open flow state channels of their creative best that involves their intuition, their instinct, and their intellect. I can focus more on that body of work that wants to flood through me and that honestly, my highest paying clients are really paying for. Like that's that's the stuff that I'm here to bring the world. And so having a structured, stable um, part of my business, that's kind of my fulfillment and even my sales and my marketing, of course, with the quiz and the quiz funnel and speaking engagements makes it easy for people to get to know me and my work. Um, that has now all, like opened up all this space for my, my visionary purpose to flood through and keep me inspired and creating and feeling amazing so it's like it's the it's the place that when the soul gift system and the soul gift quiz first came through me I had this sense like oh this is the beginning of a journey and I'm going to be able to map out that whole journey for people who are also intellectuals who are accidentally getting psychic you know <laughs> and I know that I'm going to make that map but then I got so busy with Doing too much in my business, I didn't have time to formulate that whole map, which is what's birthing now is this book and a board game and like, all this really cool stuff. I didn't have the time and space and energy. Now I have that time and space and energy so that the journey that begins with my soul gift quiz has a whole pathway that can continue to really raise leaders into their full intuitive intelligence and power. So amazing. Yeah, I
1: love that. And I'm so excited because this is what it's all about. This is what my mission really is, is to free up the visionary to do the visionary work and have the stability of that business hand. So like this to me, this is is like your gift to humanity. This is you fulfilling your purpose and your calling in a much bigger way. And this is what we need right now. More than anything, we need to usher in the new leaders. We need the people who actually have a good heart and a good mission and wants to and knows how to make a difference in the world. Yeah. You know, and and that's what makes me just makes my heart sing. here here.
0: And so do you want to share a little bit about the numbers? Yeah, I mean, I when we first started, I think I was around a couple hundred grand. And now this year I'm up at like over 700000 And I was able this year to take 400000 of that and put it into the retreat center I'm building on my land. So, you know, I just want to say some of us like, we're like, eh, I'm not that money oriented. You know, I don't need to make a million dollars a year to be happy. Um, no, I don't. I like to live simply on my land. I like to travel, but... I don't need to live a lavish lifestyle, but even so, even if you're not like into living lavishly, just consider, you know, the projects of your heart that need to be capitalized. And, um, that's really what this has done for me is allowed me to build the dream that I've wanted to build. Yeah. And that's, what's so exciting, right? That's what it is too,
1: because I, I want to transfer the wealth. I call it from the Sucks and the, you know, over in the Tesla's over to the true visionary. So actually has the goodness of the heart. And I always say, you know, visionaries sometimes are less hesitant to making a million dollars and really claiming that as their thing. Right. But you guys are never, ever going to do bad without money. You're always going to do good because that's who you are. That's how you show up in the world. And so if we have more wealth on this side, imagine totally. what we actually could create. And, you know, and so I love that. And also the fact that we are looking at profit margin here, right? So you also have a couple of hundred thousand dollars or more that takes care of you so you can live comfortably, right? Right. Plus you put the $400,000 into the land. Right. So like you're operating at like 80% profit margin. Yeah. We're the full team running the show. Right. So it's not like, I think a lot of times when we're sitting at that six figures, and we're struggling away and we worked really hard for the money. It always feels like there isn't enough money to do all the yeah. stuff we need to do. Yeah. But the reality is, and we also think that we just need to amplify, like multiply what we're already doing. But we actually need to do things differently. And it's not that you're going, you're not going to grow your overhead in the same proportion that you're building the revenue of your business. And I think this is something that's really important to realize. There will be a lot more left over. There comes a point, yes, you need to add in a couple of more support, a couple of more systems, yes, but the overhead is not going to grow in direct right proportion to your revenue. Right. Which I think is really important to you because I, I, you know, I know you and I have been sitting in some of the masterminds where people have million dollar businesses, but barely can pay themselves. Yeah. Right. But yeah. building that sustainable, profitable business that takes care of you so you can really do the work that you're here to do. Totally. You know, that's really what the, the seven figure freedom method and and why I'm, I'm so passionate about working with visionaries like you. I'm so excited. So tell everybody where can I connect with you? Cause you have, I mean, I love your quiz. It's amazing. Um, everybody that I send to your quiz, I just have to do this. Like, Everybody has sent to you a quiz, they go, Oh my God, it's like she knows me. She totally nailed me. I feel so seen. I feel so acknowledged. I know who I am. And then you have this expert revealer that people can really tap into that even takes them deeper to really discover what aren't I true calling? What did I hear called forth to be? So tell us a little bit about that. Cause when yeah, it comes I,
0: to my- the soul gift quiz, it's been such a gift for me and for the tens of thousands of people who've taken it across the world, um, it's at soulgiftquiz.com, S-O-U-L giftquiz.com. And um it's it's really eye-opening to tune into your own deepest gift. And it does at it a different level. I think what you do for people all day long is that it it just provides that first step of acknowledging like whoa I am special. Here's how I'm special. And if I could just align with my true vision and my true gift and what I'm really here for and what I'm really made for, everything gets so much easier. And so that's the benefit of the soul gift quiz. And so, yeah, you can go to my website at channelyourgenius.com. You can check out my podcast. There's lots of stuff. But really, the place where I'd invite you to start. Is it soulgiftquiz.com? Because I guarantee you, you will learn something about yourself you didn't know before, and you might want to share it too, and, um, and be able to honor other people as well for the deeper gifts that they've got. It's just seven questions. It takes two minutes, but it really nails you. So thanks for the opportunity to share that. Yeah,
1: I love that. And I've seen those threads on social media where somebody finally like gets lit up because they get so seen, acknowledged. And they have to share it. And then like all their friends jump on it and everybody's sharing of what yeah. their gifts are. And it's like comparing and contrasting and it's super cute. So, yeah. Um, and yes, and it's been an amazing lead magnet for you, right? It like has. For your business. It's been fantastic. Right. It's gone viral several times. Yeah. At several different, different times in
0: your business and really an audience to you in a very unique way. Oh, it's, it brings me. Um, over a thousand new leads a month, with under a hundred dollars ad spend, yeah. and that's the that's the beauty of a great quiz. I mean, that's why I help people make great quizzes. Is it's the most intelligent? It does so much work for you in terms of lead gen and marketing and sales. It's really awesome. Highly recommend. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Melissa.
1: I was so cool to hang out with you, and and, thanks, and kind of reminiscence of this journey. Yeah
0: yeah it's been so great so 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 grateful to you and everything that you've brought me um your perspective your brilliance your sword when necessary you know I love that you're strong enough to stand and um really guide those of us who are used to being solo visionary people like you you really see us know us and are able to guide us and I'm so grateful for your support and help Thanks for tuning in
1: to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. Check the show notes for additional resources.